This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from Jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. Welcome to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. On this podcast, we'll be talking about life and kayak fishing. Every week, we'll have a special guest, whether it's a tournament angler, a content creator, or just a regular guy or girl who just loves to go kayak fishing. So grab a cold beer, sit back, and enjoy the show. Bass Kayak and Beers is sponsored in part by Douglas Rod. Go to douglasoutdoors.com to check out their full lineup and locate your nearest authorized dealer. Yak Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track monitored accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. Uh, quick question, Matt. Do you want me to introduce you? What would you prefer, Matthew Scotch or Matt Scotch? It, whatever rolls off the tongue easiest to you, man. It doesn't make a difference to me. All right. Cool, man. So let me make sure I got everything set up uh, correctly. And uh, anything else you want to talk about there that I haven't mentioned? Uh, I mean, I think that would be good. I mean, it seems like it would be you know. Yeah. Oh, and, and towards and towards the end, um, I'll let you also give you a few minutes to plug in any, um, you know, business partners, uh, sponsorship, pro staff, whatever you want to call it, family members, anybody you want to thank, I'll give a shout okay. out to, you know, we'll leave you, give you a few minutes for that. All right. Ready? Let's go. Perfect. <clears throat> Welcome once again to the Bass Kayak and Beers segment on the Paddle and Fin Network. Once again, it's your host, Armando. And today, as always, we have a special guest fresh from winning the KBF Trail at Trinity Park, or not Trinity Park, Trinity River. We got Matthew Scotch. Matt, how you doing, man? Doing good. How are you doing, Armando? Pretty good, man. First of all, thank you. We're taking time out of your busy schedule to come up and talk to us on the podcast to my listeners and talk a little bit about the KBF Trail and a little bit about Darnell and uh, also your um, kayak fishing guide tours that you do here in Texas. So, Matthew, let's start a little bit talking a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into kayak fishing, whether recreationally and then competitively, and uh, and also your kayak fishing tour guides. Yeah, uh, long story short, um, I got into kayak fishing just to kind of get away and and, and get off the bank and do some fishing. And one day a guy introduced me, he kind of followed me in the driveway and told me about tournaments. And I went to one and kind of got hooked on it. And over time I won some Hobie Outbacks at this ch charity tournament in Oklahoma. And with those kayaks that I won, I started Lone Star Kayak Guide. And nice. uh, now I offer kayak guided trips in North Texas on the Brazos River and some area lakes for bass and crappie and striped bass, uh, you know, year round basically. Nice. What are some of your favorite spots to take your, um, your clients? We do a lot of, we do a lot of trips on the Brazos river. So, I mean, just different sections for, and it, it just depends on what we're fishing for really. If it's nice. largemouth bass or striper or crappie or, you know, whatever it is, you know, there's kind of a, a stretch that, you know, each one, you know, it's better to target in. Yeah, definitely. Possum Kingdom is one of my favorite ones to go. I love it down yeah, there. It's gorgeous. PK is absolutely beautiful out there. And it's nice because below PK Dam, you got you got like so much that you can target. Not only um, bass fishing, but you got stripers, hybrids. You got trout, which I think this year they stocked at 10,000 trout's you know, yeah, up until March. Of, yeah. They put a lot of rainbow trout in there. Absolutely. And the, and I, and the striper yeah. and everything eat them. Yeah. Yeah. So those, those are big bass and big stripers. Right there. They've been feeding off of those trouts. And 
I was talking, I went trout fishing this year for the first time uh, uh, below PK Dam at the Brazos River. And it was, I mean, for trout fishing, it was awesome. So I got yeah. to talk to a lot of the guys that do fly fishing over there. And it seems to be that it's turning into kind of like the Guadalupe River where it has a sustained population of uh, river trout. Um, I mean, I can't even imagine how those trout's going to survive the summer and I mean, I know the water comes really cold, but even at that dam, but there's so many stripers over there that gorging on those trout. But I did talk to a couple of guys that said they've caught trout even in August and June last year. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, whoops, it's, um, it's a sustained population now. So we'll see. Yeah. Some of them definitely make it a little longer. I don't know how many make it year, you know, sustained and make it year round, but. Some of them definitely do make it longer. So where can uh, people, for those that are coming, for anybody, whether you live in Texas, whether you're coming on vacation, but I'm assuming you'll get a lot of uh, uh, pro anglers or people that qualify for the Bassmaster Classic, uh, the kayak series at Possum Kingdom, which is going to be a little bit later this year. Um, If they want to take their families or they want to do something other than just the pre-fishing, where can people locate you to book a tour and get more information about the tour guides? You can find me LoneStarKayaGuide.com. It's got some information there. Or you can, uh, you know, you can call me. My, put my number out there. It's 830-591-3011. Uh, leave a message or text me. Uh, that really is the best way to get a hold of me. I mean, you can email me and all that, but it takes me longer to get back to this. So directly you know to my phone is definitely the best way to get a hold of me perfect well there you go for those that are coming here for possum kingdom and again if even if you're a local guy and you want to take your family out kayak fishing and uh, get your feet wet in kayak fishing whether it's striper bass crappy whatever you want go check out lonestarkayak.com so great stuff man so okay so diving into the kbf trail at the trinity man how excited were you when you saw that trail being announced? Well, I was really excited because we typically don't get like a national event like mm-hmm. in town. Like we might get one in the state somewhere, but like to get one that's like actually like in the backyard, a place where we fished before and, you know, actually felt really comfortable, um, you know, fishing. Uh, it was kind of cool. You know, it was, it was definitely different to not have to, drive five to seven hours yeah. to fish a national event so not have to pay an airbnb or hotel or doing camping <laughs> for yeah. a couple of nights right well this time it was like my opportunity to kind of to host and you nice. know kind of you know do that part so it was yeah nice. it definitely was nice like having a i guess yeah just staying home and having kind of a home game or a home week and you've gotten quite a reputation for being a great host. I remember in the Lake Fork, the guys that were talking about you did. Was it that? Was it that you when you finished the tournament at Lake Fork, you went crappie fishing? Then you caught. A, was, I saw your pictures. You got a bunch of crappies. Then you make like a fish fry that day. Yeah, it was actually uh, during practice. One of the days I was out okay. there. Practice is going really well, and I pulled into a cove, and there was quite a few uh, crappie on my fish finder, and I threw out there and started catching them and it was i mean the, the action was really good so i just loaded the boat and i had a lot of friends to feed so uh um, yeah you know I, I brought home a lot and uh it was a good time yeah we definitely cooked it up and you know i, I think we ate all of that crappie that night so it was pretty amazing there you go getting a g- reputation not only for a great angler great guy but also a great host and a great cook so <laughs> that's pretty awesome so did you qualify for the um, uh, the Bassmaster at uh, PK? Um, Boston Kingdom? I did. Yeah. Last year at cool. Logan Martin. Yeah. Nice. Congratulations on that. How excited are you? I'm pretty excited about it. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's another one of those times where you, you have a home-filled advantage almost. Just, you know, just the fact that you don't yeah. have to travel and it's a place you fished before and so hopefully we can do well. I mean, I know that that lake is unpredictable and, you know, the fish, you know, you'll, you'll have to catch each one individually and there's not any magic spot. And 
So, you know, you can't get too excited about it. But definitely it's nice to not have to travel and, you know, all the other things that come along with, uh, you know, fishing a place, you know, and being familiar with it for a tournament. Because we're only going to have, I think, about a day and a half to practice because I'm going to go to the Hobie tournament on Sam Rayburn the weekend oh, yeah. prior to that. So, it, you know, just having a little bit of history will, will help for sure. Definitely. And uh, it's it's a great time to be a Texan right now if you love kayak fishing. A lot of the tournaments have been uh, coming up this year in Texas, and that's pretty cool. KBF, we got uh, Lake Fork. I was Bassmasters or Bass Nation Kayak Series, I should say. Um, we got Sam Rayburn, the Hobie BOS, and then the the um, Bassmaster Classic at PK Possum Kingdom. So great time to be fishing in Texas for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel blessed, to, you know, to have the events and to have them come here and to showcase Texas bass fishing, you know. I mean, we really do have some of the best bass fishing in the yeah. country. And I think that people, when they saw the Trinity River event, they got to see that, you know, the fishing here in, in North Texas can be pretty special. And, um, you know, Possum Kingdom, without a doubt, is a great bass fishery. And it's going to show out. And I, I think people are really going to like it. Oh, definitely, definitely. A beautiful lake, by the way, too. The scenery, everything's nice. And so going back to the KBF Trail at Trinity, we had not only the Trinity River system here in Fort Worth, but you also could fish Benbrook Lake, um, uh, Benbrook, lake, Eagle Fort, lake Worth. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and Eagle Mountain. Eagle Mountain and um, Marine Creek Reservoir, which I don't know yes. that anybody fished there. I fished there a lot. Somebody actually told to. me, somebody actually told me, I think I was talking to Don Brussels. He was messaging me. He's like, where did Scotch fit? Matt Scotch fit? I'm like, I have no idea. He was, I didn't see him at Eagle Mountain Lakes. He was probably at Marine Creek Reservoir. I'm like, if Matt put 102 inches on Marine Creek Reservoir, I don't care how much. <laughs> I don't care how much Jody did, how much uh, Guillermo did, get that trophy to Matt. Because 102 inches of Marine Creek Reservoir. was. Were you at Marine Creek Reservoir? No, I, w I wasn't. No. I was on Lake Worth. Yeah, I can't imagine anybody going there. I mean, maybe somebody did, but I. Well, it's a nice I've, place. But I've right. caught three double digits on Marine Creek. On the same day? No, not on the same yeah. day. Absolutely not. You probably called the only three that were there, by the way. I actually have a picture of a guy um, that caught a 13-pounder. And I saw yeah. a picture. It's like, yeah, that 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 is definitely double digits. So they are, but I think they're few and far between. Although, But it, it's a good lake to put a five-feet limit. That's To me, it's kind of like a huge pond. Uh, and beautiful. And very nice, too. Very nice for relaxing, short day to kayak fishing. So what spot did you end up fishing, Matt? On, on Lake Worth. Lake Worth, really? Yeah. Nice. What made you decide to go to Lake Worth knowing that Eagle Mountain Lake was uh, uh, was one of the options? Uh, Well, Benbrook was an option, too. And yeah. I really love Benbrook, to tell you the truth. I would love yes. to fish the tournament on Benbrook. And uh, for whatever reason, it was really windy that week. And it just didn't set up well for me to go out and to fish some of the stuff I wanted to fish on Benbrook. So, um, and Eagle Mountain was on too, you know, Eagle Mountain's a fantastic lake. And it is. I don't know. I just, I had a spot on, I lived in Lake Worth for five years and I had a spot in Lake Worth that like, I just wanted to check out and I went and checked it out and it was really good. And I went back and checked it one other time and I, I just said, you know, it's good. I'm going to let it rest till tournament day. I'm going to come back and fish here. And, uh, you know, that's what I ended up doing. I didn't find anything else just because it was so windy. The, the couple other times that I, I went out and practiced, uh, I didn't find anything better. We caught lots of fish all week, but I wasn't, you know, on worth. I was catching, you know, over 100 inches. And I was really? catching like not uh, Yeah. And on, uh, you know, on the Trinity, I was catching like 90s. I just wasn't catching that upper class fish, that bigger 20 plus on the Trinity River, you know, in downtown. I was catching a lot of like 18s and 19s, but I couldn't get over that, uh, 
that 20 inch, you know, and, and on the lake, I was getting those bigger fish. So I just decided to go with the lake instead. Yeah. Good. And call, I, think that was every, I think that was everybody. I think everybody that fished on the lake was catching bigger stringers of bass. Yeah. I think the downtown Trinity river, it was a good op. It's a good option to put five fish. Like I've, to me, it's kind of like my own stomping grounds. I, I fished it. I fished it quite a lot and it's, I'm not gonna say it's easy because fishing is never easy, but you you know you can but get a consistently five there. limit. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it is really surprisingly good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you can t like you can tell when there's a lot of currents. You know, you can if you know the river, you know where they're gonna stack up. You know, on on pretty yeah. much on every season. You know, uh, on water levels and everything. It's pretty easy once you get familiar with it. It's pretty common to get a nice five fish limit. But to me, I thought that's not. There's no way either Marine Creek or Trinity River is going to come out with the winner. Not when you consider the names that were out here fishing. And basically, you know, the, the the guys, the local guys here like yourself, um, Guillermo, um, Ross Pinkerton. A lot of people don't know Ross. Ross is a great yeah. angler. Um, he, he fishes great at Benbrook. I'm, I think he fished yeah. at Benbrook as well. Cody, man, there's a, there's a bunch of guys Um here in Texas that fish a lot. So I thought, yeah, Trinity River, I don't think it's going to cut it. But Lake Worth and Benbrook and also Eagle Mountain Lake, to me, I thought, okay, the, I was sure the winner were going to come from Eagle Mountain Lake, and it did the first day. Now, did you fish both days in Lake Worth? I did. Yeah, I did. I went back to the same, to the same spot that I was fishing. And I actually kind of laid off it because – I didn't have those like what they were catching on the lake on Eagle Mountain Lake was much bigger than like I didn't have like 24 and 25 inch bass swimming around where I was fishing at. I had bass that were like 20 to 23 more, you know, more in that size and you know, like some 21s and 22s. And, you know, there might have been like one giant one, but to catch a stringer like Guillermo or Jody caught. I would have had to caught every big fish in there and, and totally, you know, I didn't have, I couldn't do that two days in a row. And, uh, I knew I had to fish another day in there and I just didn't think that I was going to get that. It, I was going to end up catching a bass I needed on the next day and I didn't want to do that. And so I kind of laid off them in there when I had 102 inches. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That that's what I was going to go that's exactly what I was going to ask you because I was talking to Christine Fisher at the Bone Ramp on Saturday when the lines out. And I know like on Fishing Chaos we had there was a little bit of a problem there was some technical difficulties that we couldn't upload fish. I was, I got my three fish pretty quickly but I couldn't upload them. And then I talked to Christine Fisher and she was telling me that you caught it you caught 101 inches, I think, in the first hour, like before 8 o'clock. Is that correct? Yeah, 102 inches. Wow. So when you look at that and you say, okay, 102, and it's only 8 o'clock, how does that – what's in your mind now going forward? Do you thinking, I got this one? Even though you know who's who's fishing over there you know, at, at Eagle Mountain Lake, which is Guillermo – and Jody Queen and Kristen Fisher, but how comfortable were you that you had this uh, signed, sealed, and delivered? I mean, I don't know about a hundred percent about signed, sealed, and delivered because, like, I know it's Texas, and like, I know, you know, I know those, you know, Jody G, Christine, you know, they were on fish, and they can definitely get them, and 
they had been catching them that week, a bunch of big ones too. So, but I did think that, you know, it would be tough because it was windy that day on the lake. And, you know, I just didn't know how the wind was affecting them up there. And uh, we had a really great morning. So that morning started off and I mean, it went just like the practice morning went, like they were in the same spots in the same area. They were real active. And uh, I got the first one on spinner bait and then it was just like, boom, 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 like really quick with the frog. Like I caught all the big ones and um, yeah, I felt pretty good about it. Like when I caught the third big one and went over a hundred inches, like I was like, man, like I feel really good. You know, I mean, you, you got that many inches and you get it that early in the morning and the bite's that good. Um, yeah, you have to feel like things are going to go your way that day. I mean, you know, you're not losing fish. You're getting them in the boat. They're big fish. So, yeah, I, I felt really good that my chances to win were high. And, you know, when you have a morning like that, people are paying attention to the leaderboard and everything. And you're getting messages and people are blowing your phone up telling you, you know, oh, you got this. You know, you can, you know, you, you can t get off the water now. You know, people are telling you all that kind of stuff. And um, I also knew that with what I had, like I said, I kind of needed to manage the area because it wasn't that big an area. And I didn't know or didn't think that I had like a lot of like really big fish there, just like good average size fish. And uh, so anyways, yeah, I kind of took off you know, my foot off the gas and I kind of quit fishing uh, that area, um, kind of letting it rest. And, you know, some people might not think that was the right thing to do. I don't know. You never know for sure or not, but. In my mind, you know, I probably, like I said, didn't sore lip a fish I ended up needing the next day when it was really tough. And, you know, I ended up getting just the amount of bites I needed in there. So, ended up working out. But uh, you just have to tip your hat to, to Jody and Guillermo for having, you know, the one of the best days in kayak fishing history. So, oh, for sure. You know, congratulations to those guys, you know. I mean, I, I had a great day and, and they stole the show, so um not much more you can say about that how disappointed were you that just like man i did all this and and i only ended up with third place was there any disappointment or were you just happy with, with what you got at I least on happy, saturday I mean, not knowing what's going to happen on sunday yeah i mean not knowing i mean you know i was happy and you know i mean like i said you just have to be happy for them i mean you can't be upset about it i mean they had you know just an absolutely incredible day and it was pretty, pretty special what they did. And, you know, like I said, you just had to tip your hat to them and uh, you have to be okay with it. You know, I mean, it's just the way it goes sometimes. And maybe next time that's going to be me catching 111 inches, you know, you know, hopefully a little bit bigger than what Guillermo got. So, no. um, but yeah, uh, it was tough, but, you know, it, there was an, another tournament the next day and I did not think there was any way they were going to be able to go back and repeat the next day. Uh, the wind was out of a different direction. And then also, I mean, I felt like if they were catching them like that, that they were, they had exhausted all of their fish, you know, on day one. And that was my opinion, you know, um, if it was the case or not, I don't know. Uh, I think they all might have missed some, some key fish anyways, but, um, you know, it was, the fishing was definitely tougher on Sunday for everybody. I mean, the, the scores are down from day one, but uh, yeah, they were so it was still really tight. I mean, I think there were six scores within like an inch and a half, maybe. Yeah, and uh, going back to what you said about you know sore lip and their fish and that the adding to that, I know listening to the KBN um, show that Guillermo did, um, talking about him fishing with Jody Quinn, kind of the same spot and watching Christine Fisher, um, YouTube video where she was fishing. They all seem to be fishing at that general area. So those yeah. fish got hammered, you know, by all three, by, by literally the top, some of the top three hammers in the world in that yeah. same spot. So if it was just oh, Guillermo fishing there or just Jody, exactly, or just Jody fishing there, or just if it was just one of them fishing there, then the bite, you know, might have stayed there. And like you said, it's, it's they're fishing the reeds, which is 
hit or miss in the sense that there's because of dynamic dynamics of fishing that type of you know heavy cover you're bound to lose fish like it's frustrating it's it's one of those things where you know that if you hook into five five fish you're you're lucky to get three of them you know i don't i mean i know some there's some of the great anglers like guillermo and jody probably that's a little bit um higher percentage than the rest of us but it is tough to fish those spots too so it's Add to that the, the fact that the pre-fishing and all those and all three hammers, again, Christine, Gio, and uh, Jody were hitting that spot. You got to figure by Sunday those fish were <laughs> laid out. So yeah. now going into Sunday, looking back after Sunday, you realize you won Sunday. Do you still feel the same way about, uh, you know, putting the foot off the pedal on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I, I still don't think I would have been able to catch them. And I, I mean, the fish where I was fishing at were pretty exhausted. There were other people fishing the KBF tournament in there. And uh, so, I mean, it, they were those fish were getting hammered too. So, um, you know, I, I think it was definitely the right idea to, to lay off them a little bit because, like I said, I mean, the last fish I caught was 21 inches and it jumped me up. Uh, it called like a 17 maybe or a 16 and it, you know, jumped me all the way up to tie Matthew Flett and it was like just enough to tie him and to take the tiebreaker. So, um, you know, and it was at the last second that it could have been caught too. So it was just pretty special, you know, how it all came down to the wire, you know, last cast, you know, just the fish was just enough. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, sometimes it, when it's meant to be, it's just meant to be, you know. So you you kind of pulled the Guillermo on Sunday. That's what you're saying, kind of like the last minute, last cast. Literally, that's what the the one yeah, that got you, you the the winner. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't have caught it. That's any awesome. More there, there wouldn't have been another cast because it would have been after the, you know, after uh my you know the last submission time. So yeah, it, it was pretty. Like I said, it was pretty special. Uh, How much? Oh, go ahead. I was about to ask oh. you that. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was about to ask you. You got it in what? Oh, I got it in. I mean, it was time stamped, uh, you know, 2.30 on it. You know, oh, 2.30 is... in, like, in like 18 seconds. So, I mean, if, you know, it was any later than, you know, if it said 2.31, you know, they wouldn't have taken it. But they'll take any of anything that's time stamped 2.30. That's crazy. Just at the really last minute. So you got a third place and first place. And, and I, I mean, that's that's pretty good. I mean, looking back on hindsight, the idea of, you know, getting the foot off the pedal, um, it seems kind of like, really, do you really want to do that? Especially after, you know, after you're putting, you got 102 inches by 8 o'clock. Do you really want to put off the pedal? Why don't you just go for it? But... We can see, and that's the difference between maybe the average angler um, that fishes a two-day tournament. Now, obviously, the two-day tournament in the Hobie BOS is different than the two-day tournament in, in KBF just because it's two separate trails instead of just one and averaging the score. So, yeah. or totaling the score between uh, those two days, I should say. So, that really is the difference between, you know, the average Joe and the guys like you that really know how not just to fish, but fish in a tournament. Cause that, that again, that's a gutsy call. If I'm having a hundred and two inches by eight o'clock, Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm ripping through it. I'm just, I'm just trying for another glaring slam, but the wisdom to just say laid off, you know, take my shots. I know I'm not, or you feel in your heart. It's just like, I know where I'm fishing. I know the area. I know I'm not going to get a hundred, and nine inches or 111 inches just let's just lay it off and fight tomorrow that is really i mean wisdom that you can't teach and it's yeah uh, it's I a mean, credit to you still, i was still fishing but i mean i wasn't once i saw what what they had later in the day i definitely it laid off at that point too because i knew that it was almost pointless to even try if i caught a 22 inch fish I would call myself from like 102 to 104 and like, what was that going to do? You know, like it wasn't going to help me, um, 
it was all that was just gonna hurt me for the next day. So, um, yeah, I mean, what Guillermo and Jody did was so special that, uh, like I said, you just gotta tip your hat to them <laughs> and uh, just be okay with it. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Yeah, definitely. It's got a kind of bittersweet, I, should, I would think, you know, having such an epic day and then only getting third of it. Um, and and same thing for Jody Quinn, getting 109 and just finishing second place at, you know, with 12 minutes to go. It's got to be, in a way, heartbreaking. But credit to Jody Quinn. I talked to him at the boat ramp, and he was like, I am mad. He was so, he was as happy as if he would have won it himself. Oh, so yeah. credit I mean, to him. He had a 109-inch yeah. day. He caught an 11-pounder. Yeah, I mean, he, even though he didn't win, he had a pretty special day of yeah. bass fishing. And it wasn't like he went home empty-handed either. You know, he still gets a, a, a big check. So props yeah. to to him and to you guys for putting on a great show. I have to say it is being part of that tournament because I was fishing at Eagle Mountain Lake. And obviously, I didn't get the results that I want. But I was so pumped up just watching the leaderboard by 8 o'clock, just knowing that you had 102 inches. And then keep checking. And I see Christian Fisher moving up. Then I see Jody Quinn. And as I'm pedaling to, to the boat ramp, lines out, I see Gio just knock it out of the ballpark. To me, it was I've never experienced that much excitement. You know, yeah, and no. such a passive sport, to be honest with you. But just as a spectator and as a competitor, because at that point I'm competing, but I'm also a spectator to it. And I wanted to ask you this. Now, we see Tourney X, most of the tournaments, they caught off. Some of them caught off way too early, like at 12. But usually they caught off before lines out. Fishing Chaos or KBF has left it the whole time, and I thought that was awesome. I, I kind of liked it too. I'm not going to lie. It was a nice little change, and I liked being able to peek at it and look at it. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, I like that. I, I think it's awesome. I wish the the rest of the tournaments would do that. I I understand why they want to do it, but at the same time, it's like I want to hear their stories. Like if if I'm fishing, whether I'm fishing or I'm just following the tournament, if they caught off, let's say two hours prior, now I'm just like, okay, well, what happened? You know, I lost interest. You know, now I've would have spent the whole day just looking at the tourney X. Now I'm. I'm not looking at, at, at the tourney X because it's already caught off. And by the time that they do the presentation award, maybe four hours have passed, you know, sometimes even six because they caught off at 12 and then the ceremony is not until four or five. So at that point, sometimes I just lose interest from a spectator's point of view. Yeah. And that that's the thing about it that I think a lot of people, there's two ways, there's, there's, different layers to this in order for the sports to grow there's the competitors you know and you have to think about the competitors first the kayak anglers are competing they come first but at the same time the spectators the people that are logging in they're investing them time into looking opening these apps and going into social media and keeping tabs on them it's one of gonna it's what's gonna bring eyes to the tournament and that's what those algorithms are gonna be what the big name companies are going to look at it says, okay, you got a great tournament, but how many people are watching? How many people are invested in this? Cause that's, what's going to, that's also what's going to bring the money. There's different layers to this, not just about, you know, um, product placement or, you know, just different. There's, there's not just one thing that's going to determine how the sport grows. It has to be a lot with their anglers getting better at it. The tournament directors, 
finding the right legs and coordinating between themselves when and where to place the tournament and also making it attractive not only for the you know for the people that are competing but also for the people that are invested in it and watching it from a spectator's point of view and i think the fishing chaos just going back to it leaving it open i think that brings more excitement to it yeah no i i liked it and uh yeah so hopefully uh maybe hobie i don't know who knows i don't want to say maybe hobie because like i don't want to like say like yeah, someone else should do it differently, but I, I definitely did like the the fishing chaos kept the leaderboard open. And yeah, it keeps. I like, was, go ahead. I, I I was gonna say. I mean, I had people messaging me and you know blowing me up like all morning. Uh, you know, telling me you know, great job and like you know you can take it to the bank and you know these all these you know people just joking around all morning you know, and then. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so it was cool, you know, I mean, and that's like people following along, like you were saying, keeping up with the tournament and, uh, you know, so people are definitely, you know, they are watching, you know, and so it's pretty cool to see. It is. It's awesome. And, uh, props to, um, Chad Hoover and KBF for taking, um, that approach to it. I think it's a great idea. I mean, and not criticizing the rest of the tournaments. If they want to do it their way, that's fine. But I just yeah. think no, I mean, they took, they took the, they should take notice at this because I think you get more people putting their eyes on the website or the app for longer periods of time versus just like well the last two hours I'm not going to watch it because it's already closed. So yeah. that's my two cents. And there were last second fish submissions coming in like in like the last like hour like big fish were getting caught and there was like a lot of excitement happening. And people are getting to see that, like, coming in, like, and so, you know, typically they wouldn't have seen any of that under, you know, with the last hour of the leaderboard going off. So it was cool, you know, um, I mean, it was just a really special day. And, you know, um, I was kind of glad to be part of it. But <laughs> at the same time, like, you know, Guillermo and Jody definitely stole the show. Yeah, they definitely did. But all all four of you, including Christine, you know, miss consistency there, going fourth place on both days. Um, wh what a great angler! And one of the things oh, about Christine incre is she's incredible. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Um, I got to meet her for the first time at the boat ramp. Uh, Georgia talked to, and what I really enjoy about watching her is you see her progression like she's putting so much time on the water consistently and you see her every year every year and so is guillermo you see guillermo now spending more time fishing more time on tournaments and you see the fruits of their labor how they're getting stronger and stronger it seems to like every year and every tournament obviously there's tournaments that you kind of like come back to reality but that consist consistency of just getting better and better and putting their you know challenging those top names like jody queen and russ snyder you know giving the run for their money that's pretty it's pretty exciting i mean you know we love watching russ snyder and jody queen duke it out i mean that's like the one-two punch but at the same time there's something to be said when you get other people coming up and you know especially um people from different backgrounds um, just coming up and challenging those big names and giving them a run for their money, I think it keeps it more exciting and more interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you don't want – I mean, I love Jody and I love Russ, but you don't want any one one person, you know, winning every tournament. So it's kind of good to see, like, you know, some other people, you know, get a piece of the pie every once in a while. Let me ask you this. Going back a little bit to Lake Fork – we saw we see how Lake Fork is, you know, nationally known, you know, as a gem, as a big bass factory and well deserved reputation. And granted, the tournament at Lake Fork was closer to that um, week we have of like six inches of snow and some of the lakes actually being frozen over in some areas. So that I know might have changed the bite for Lake Fork, but we see Lake Fork was one with 96 inches, I no, I'm sorry, 98 inches, I think it was, by Nate Gloria. Either way, it was less than triple digits, which I was a little bit surprised. I thought there was going to be bigger bigger numbers. I thought for sure that maybe yeah. the top two or three would get uh, triple digits. 
And then you see a lake like Eagle Mountain Lake, which is, you know it, and I know from talking to people that Eagle Mountain Lake was capable of. That may not, I mean, 110 inches and 109 inches, two different angles. <laughs> and that's still surprising. I don't care where you're fishing. That is still yeah. surprising numbers. But yeah. maybe not as surprising to a guy like you who's, who, who's from Fort Worth. When you see how Lake Fork is being, I mean, pressured every day, every day, it's like... Um, crappy fishermen, uh, boat tour guides, tourists. Uh, it just gets, there's not, I don't think there's a day. Like most lakes you go on a weekday and you may have a few spots to yourself just because a lot of people don't go. Lake Fork, you can go, I've gone on Mondays and I've seen tournaments on Mondays for crying out loud. So yeah. you see the numbers are not what they used to be. And you kind of worry, as a Texan, I kind of worry where Lake Fork is going to, although that's a cycle because once, you know, it loses kind of like its reputation, then people back off a little, then it picks up, you know. But when you look at what Eagle Mountain Lake produced and when you look at Lake Fork produced, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? You know, a, a lake that is relatively unknown compared to a lake that it's known and the discrepancies in in numbers and bags. What are your thoughts on it? Well, I think that we hit fork just a little off. Um, there were some really great fishing getting caught in practice. And for whatever reason, like that day, like everybody struggled, you know, on tournament day. I don't know if it's tournament pressure, you know, or, or what it is exactly, but that day, uh, it was just a little off. Um, I think a week later or, you know, even a week earlier, and you do see those big bags at Lake Fork. Um, and Eagle Mountain was just like the stars aligned perfectly for, for the people that were fishing there that week. I mean, it was the right time of year. Um, there was a right moon cycle. I mean, the water i mean everything was just right the water level was right i mean everything was right for the fish to be where they were at and there's a lot of big fish in eagle mountain like a lot of big fish it's really healthy it's been full for five years and that's really important for our lakes you know they can stay pretty full for five years and be full during the spawns you know the lakes are going to be healthy and eagle mountain has been pretty healthy for about five years now and so um it's in really great shape and um, yeah, I mean, the stars just aligned for the people that were fishing there that week and it showed out and it showed out like the high end potential of what that lake's really capable of. And, um, you just have to like, you know, congratulate the, the anglers, you know, who showcased it because they really did show, you know, it's not easy. It's not like you can go there and just say, oh, you're going to catch 109 inches. Uh, but they showed, you know, what it swims in the lake and, you know, there are some real giant fish in that lake. It is. And it, it wasn't only just the local guys, because a lot of people say, well, that's because the guys, you know, local guys. No, Jody Quinn is not local. I'm from Texas. And I don't, he's I don't not know local, if he's fit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean. And neither Jody, is Christian Fisher, by the way. And they did Jody, both great. Yeah, they did. But Jody and Christine were staying with Guillermo. And they were, you know, so that, you know, they kind of had like a, you know, a little bit of a, you know, a heads up, you know, yeah. probably, you know. A network. And I think that's, that's brings me to an interesting point because I know that subject is kind of like a, a hot topic for people that I've had on my show that kind of feel like, well, there's this click group of guys that just share their information. They have their network, you know, they stay at the same spots. Um, you know, they share, they, you know, they'll, they'll get rent the house and they'll just share info. Some of them are from Texas, some of them from Arkansas, some of them, you know, they're from all over. So they have this click group and of course they're going to always kind of dominate. And I can get that. I think I, I mean, that's I don't, kind of, I don't know. I mean, it's, I guess for me, the way things always were is I kind of just originally always stayed to myself and like slowly over time kind of became friends with some people and now kind of have like a circle of friends that, you know, just through over time I've kind of become friends with. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I see that's kind of the case for like a lot of people. I mean, 
it helps to have people if you travel, you know, to split expenses with. And, you know, I mean, so many times, like in kayak fishing, I mean, you know, people fish is like, you know, so many people fish is like a team or a group or, you know, uh, I'm not saying it's like something that like goes on, like, you know, like me and Guillermo per se, you know, cause like, you know, Guillermo wants nothing more than to beat me. And <laughs> I'm sure you is not, <laughs> we lived together for like four years and for like four years, like he would not help. Like, I mean, he would help me with fishing, but like if it was a tournament related, he was, he was not telling me anything. <laughs> Guillermo wants to beat me so bad. Like, you know, uh, so, but you know, I mean, just in kayak fishing in general, like, you do see it with friends and stuff like that, you know, where they travel together and they might help each other out. I mean, it's just part of it. Um, and it, if you don't have that, well, find somebody that, you know, yeah. that, you know, you can link up with or, and, you know, travel with. And, you know, um, that's just kind of, it just starts organically, you know, and I wouldn't let that deter anybody from, from fishing no, because at the, end of, at the end of the day most of these people even though they're like traveling together they want to beat each other so they're not like they're not really like helping them like they're probably not helping them like you probably think they're helping them you yeah. know like you know everybody wants to win so i mean they're not really probably giving up the juice you know to people that are going to beat them you know it's like i might stay with Russ Snyder's but it's like you know like I don't need to help him beat me you know he's already good enough you know yeah definitely yeah and I I mean I understand it. it's a valid point for some for some people I to me I look at it as like yeah I'm I don't have this cl close group of friends that go kayak fishing I'm, I'm out of all my close friends I'm the only one that does this so I'm and I didn't come from a bass fishing culture meaning that I didn't you know grew up in a bra uh, grass, you know, bluegrass state where, you know, bass fishing is you do when you're kids. So I did, I just picked up uh, bass fishing um, not that long ago, about uh, yeah. four years ago. And when you look at on the other side of it, you see Brian Howell just doing so much, in both in the TKC and Lake Darnell. And I was listening again to on KBN. He was talking about he just literally started bass fishing. And he doesn't have that, you know, that network where he's, you know, you know, breaking bread with Russ Snyder's and Christine Fisher and all that. Not that they don't get along, but I'm just saying, I mean, you, you can see what he's doing. So there's really no excuse. I mean, you just have to put in the work. It is an uphill battle. And yes, the odds are stacked against you when you go against those guys. But it's it's just a matter of, you know, you know, everybody, if you're going to complain about that, then don't get into kayak fishing otherwise just put in the work and do the best that you can yeah i mean i like i said don't let any people's friendships or anything like that deter you from fishing in a kayak fishing tournament because at the end of the day like that doesn't that stuff doesn't put fish in the boat <laughs> Now, it so, does help you grow as an angler. That's for sure. You know, when, when you surround yourself with guys like Russ Snyder, Matthew Scotch, Guillermo, Christine Fisher, you know, Jody Quinn, obviously you're just, you're going to get better at it because you're surrounding yourself with people that are going to talk about that and you're going to grab that. That's normal. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's what I would say if you're really interested I'll, in anybody I'll out there. Is, one, yeah. I'll give you one like downside to that. Some of that stuff though. Those are like, you know, let's just say I'm staying with Russ and Cody Milton. Well, both of those guys might want to go to spots I want to go to, but we all might want to go to those spots. And, you know, if one of them goes and fishes that before me. Like now, like, I feel like I can't really fish that because one of the guys I'm staying with is already fishing there. And so, you know, it can kind of be like a detriment too. like, I feel like yeah. sometimes, you know, cause like those guys are such good fishermen that like, you know, they're, they tend to find like good spots or the better spots or, or whatever it tends to be, you know, um, just productive areas sometimes. Uh, and when, I guess like what I'm trying to say is like, you know, when you're staying with someone then you can't really go, it's, you know what I'm saying? You can't go to that spot cause you know, they're already catching them there. So yeah. I don't know. 
like I said, it, yeah, it may, I don't think like, it may help you at that Pacific tournament. I think in the long run, just surrounding yourself with greatness is going to help you. You know, it's going to put you on a highway to be better. Maybe not that specific tournament, but just. No, know. without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, when you see people that are just dedicated and they're, they're good at what they do, uh, it makes you want to be better, you know, and it makes you want to do better. And um, So, yeah, without a doubt, you know, I mean, the better people or more people you can surround yourself with. And it doesn't even have to be like the best fisherman ever. Like I've, I've learned stuff from like everybody. It doesn't even matter who it is. You know, it could be someone that's won a lot of tournaments or someone that's not won anything, you know, like it, you know, you can always kind of listen and, you know, sometimes people have valuable information, whether it's, like I said, it, whether they're a seven time tournament winner or whether they've never won a tournament. You just kind of got to listen and decipher and, you know, decide for yourself. But Definitely. So, Matt, a quick question before I let you go. I know we've kept you for a little bit while now. It's getting dark, and I do appreciate it. Yeah. I know it's a weekday. <laughs> no, so thank you. You're good. You're good. But um, without giving away too much of the juice here, what what worked for you uh, as, as far as both days? You know, what baits worked for you? Were you targeting – Spawning, uh, sp I'm sorry, spawning or pre-spawn fish or post-spawn fish? Yeah, so a lot of the fish I was fishing for were spawning and post-spawn fish. Uh, there weren't too many pre-spawn fish. Uh, but most of the fish I caught were caught on a frog. And uh, it's just a little walking frog, and I would throw it by wood. Most of the fish were spawning on or around some wood. And so I would just throw it up around, you know, an area where I thought one might be, and I would just twitch it up there. And uh, most of the time they would, you know, if they were up there, they would they would hammer it. And, uh, yeah, I probably caught about 50 frogfish between really? you know, the, wow. yeah, the, the two days of tournament fishing. Um, I struggle to get five fish in the day. <laughs> any day fishing. 50 fish, you said, on both days? Between both days, 50, 5 zero? Mm -hmm. on a frog wow that's awesome well congratulations yeah, I mean, man. It, it was hard to put the frog down i mean <laughs> i bet and i had lived in lake worth for about five years so it was um <laughs> it was something where like i knew that they eat the frog really well on lake worth and it was just really cool to like you know they did it so well for me you know during that tournament and you know, it just worked out, you know, it just worked out the way it did, you know, it's just a really special week, you know, um, you, you couldn't have drawn it up any better or asked for it to happen, you know, any different way, in my opinion. Definitely. Well, Matt, congratulations again. Um, good Thank luck you, on the, appreciate it. <laughs> good luck on the, on the Bass, I always get that right, wrong, Bass Nation Kayak Series at, uh, uh, Possum Kingdom. Uh, Kingdom, yeah. yeah. On the classic, uh, wish you the best. Other than that, what's next as far as your tournament goes? I'm gonna try to get over. North Texas is having a tournament on Bridgeport this Saturday. Oh yeah, I haven't I haven't been out there this year, but I think I'm just gonna show up blind and see what happens. Uh, probably contribute to some some of the local guys that have been out there, you know, practicing and you know, I I know that some people definitely have been catching them out there. They always are, and uh, so we'll see. Uh, I'll fish that, and then I think there's a TKC coming up on Belton. Belton, uh, May 1st? Yeah, that might be it, yeah. Yep. and I'm, uh, I'm hoping to get make that one. Yeah, uh, Belton's such a great lake. It, it's yeah, got it small mouth, large mouth. Uh, you know, it, it kind of has whatever, you know, different types of fishing, and Every time I've gone there, I've been able to catch smallies and largemouth. So, uh, definitely looking forward to doing that. Uh, so, and then I'm trying to think like big tournament wise. I don't know. Um, I don't Sam think Sam Rayburn. Yeah, I mean, Sam Rayburn and then the one on the Bassmaster on Possum Kingdom. Those are both in June, I think. So, not a lot. Uh, May, I don't think. Oh, you know what? There's a TKC on Amistad too. Amistad May twenty second, yeah. Yep. So I think I'll I'll try to do that too. Uh, I actually grew up 
so where I learned how to bass fish was down on Amistad. Really? Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the lake is very different now than, you know, it was back in those days. You know, the lake used to be full and now I want to say it's like 60% if it even has 60% oh, wow. in it. So like there's not even water in the places I used to fish. So it's not even the same lake. So I don't know what to expect. Um, I, ex I mean, I expect it to be good, but it'll be a totally new lake. I'll have to relearn it on the fly, kind of. Yeah, that's one of the things where, like, when you're so used to a lake changes so much, I think it's kind of like a detriment because now you have to, like, unlearn or forget what you learn and approach in a different way. And that's, that's a hard habit to break because you're always going to gravitate oh, to yeah. what you know, which is no longer there in this case. It's not even there. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. way up on the bank, way up there. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be totally different. I, I legitimately don't even know what I'm going to do. I, I'll just have to show up and see it with my own two eyes and then just start scrambling to figure something out. But uh, we'll, we'll try to make something happen. I mean, the fish, the water's still clear, I think. So for the most part, like, some of the same things should still translate or work, I feel like. Definitely. There's just, just a lot less water. <laughs> Well, Matt, again, thank you so much for taking time. I'll give you a few minutes to give, do those uh, shout-outs and plug-ins. Anybody you want to thank, business partners, um, family members, whoever you want to give a shout-out to. Yeah, uh, you know, just the basic sponsors and, you know, people that kind of keep me up and going. Uh, Mariner Sales here in Dallas. Um, they, Great place. Know, yeah, they keep me outfitted with everything I need. I just took them to Hobie Drives today that they're getting, you know, kind of worked on for me that, you know, you, you know, some, <laughs> sometimes, you know, when you do the guiding thing, you know, people can be a little rough on the equipment. So, <laughs> uh, it helps having Mariner cells there, you know, to, to help with, you know, some maintenance on stuff like that. So yeah, I definitely couldn't do it without those guys. So definitely appreciate Mariner cells, uh, NRS, you know, just like Mariner cells. I mean, they keep me outfitted in like the really, you know, the nicest, fishing sun shirts and pants and, you know, everything I need, you know, life jackets and stuff to, you know, keep everybody safe and afloat. And, you know, so, you know, huge thanks to those guys that they're always there to, to help with different stuff, you know, traveling and tournament wise too. So definitely appreciate NRS, uh, excite baits, same thing, you know, um, Lloyd's always there, uh, you know, to help with anything we need for tournaments. At Dardanelle this past week, we were killing them with the Xi XV1, that square bill they make with the knocker in it. Yep. And, uh, you know, I had to tell them, like, you know, to keep it on the low. And then, of course, tournament day, you know, everything changes and I can't catch a fish to save my life. But, like, all <laughs> week, you know, like the XV1 is, like, you know, smashing them. So, uh, you know, so thanks, you know. Excite baits and uh, Hobie fishing, you know, for everything they do, you know, you know, keeping the the guide service outfitted with boats too, but they kind of run with the Mariner thing. So, um, yeah, and that's kind of about it, man. Yeah, great stuff. And again, uh, if you want to book a tour guide with Matt uh, Lone Star, let me put it up right here again. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, Lone Star Kayak Guide come some great spots i've been there i know the areas you fish i've uh on your tour guides like uh brassos river possum kingdom and whitney whitney yeah. dam do you also do you got a like a spot over there where you can exercise other than the dam right i do yeah yeah um great yeah, spot there too it's a really nice spot great for frog fishing i love frog fishing i'll do i'll do wading Around around this time, um, I always have to keep an eye on, on water release. But that area with the below the dam, where it, Whitney, where it's that long grass, that's awesome for frog fishing. I oh, love absolutely. that. Yeah. Nice clear water. Well, Matt, thank you again for taking time out of your busy day. We do appreciate it. I'm sure my listeners appreciate you talking about your big win at the KBF trails and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff that we're talking on the podcast so again thank you uh for those out there listening thank you again we do appreciate it if you made it this far in the show remember check out douglas douglas rods at douglasoutdoors.com to check out their full lineup of 
LRS, X Matrix, and the award-winning fly fishing rods, DouglasOutdoors.com. Have a good night. If you're going to be on the water, wear your PFDs. Stay safe. Good night, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle in Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.